Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, podcast host, and this is episode 222. This week, I'm catching up with Rajiv KC, head chef and owner of Rajiv's Kitchen, a pop-up restaurant and supper club in London that celebrates the food of Nepal. He explained why his home country has such a unique food culture. We talk about some classic Nepalese dishes Rajiv is bringing to life in his cooking, and we discuss his favourite comfort food, chicken choyala. So I'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast, Rajiv KC. Um, I first met Rajiv um, at Great Guns Social, where he had a residency um, showcasing his particular style of Nepalese food. Then again, um, in 2019, um, Rajiv was nominated for and won the category of Small But Mighty, because he is, in the Olive Chef Awards. Um, Unfortunately, the Chef Awards were cancelled this year because of horrible COVID, um, but we're hoping to bring them back next year. And um, I also read the other day that you're a finalist in the British Street Food Awards, so still bringing in those awards, Rajiv. Well done. (laughs) And welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too. Thank you for having me back again. Uh, Yes, we are uh, delighted to be one of the finalists in the grand final of the British Street Food Award 2020, which is amazing. Uh, So, yeah, that's something to look forward to, which is on the 31st. Uh, of October in Reading. Oh, amazing. So I'll look out for that. So you won't be go- will, will they be doing a virtual ceremony for that? No, we have to be there. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So uh, we did the, when you did the regional finals, uh, which yeah. was in September, we did uh, have to go to Reading as well for the competition, mm. uh, which is all right, but then uh, you have to get up at three in the morning. <laughs> Lord the so van. do you have to act? Yeah. Do you have to cook? Oh, you have to cook. So you're there, kind of, and, and people are tasting the food as and when. That's really interesting <laughs> way to do it. It is because normally you just go to a yeah, you go to a big hall and you've got like a a big table and everyone just sits and drinks wine and then you know stumbles up when they read your name out. <laughs> no, we can't do that now because of the COVID. Uh, yeah. But it was it was it was good. Uh, it was quite a hard work. Uh, but quite, yeah. it, it, we did it for the experience, uh, but then yeah. we didn't realise we'll be uh, going to the uh, grand fi- final, which is... That's great. Yeah, it, it, it is a good, it, it makes me happy to see, well, yeah, to be there. I'll be, I'll be keeping my fingers and toes crossed for you um, on October the 31st. That would um, be great, thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what, um, what have you been doing since the last time we saw you? Was it um, 2019? Was, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, 2019. So 2019 was, uh, we were doing lots of residencies. Yeah. Uh, then, obviously, I got married. Yeah. I think the last time I spoke to you, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think we were just engaged uh, yeah, when I last saw you. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we got married in July 2019. And then, uh, and then obviously, we were doing residencies at supper clubs around London. And then, then from March, obviously, this year of, of the pandemic, Mm. Uh, we're in lockdown, um, uh, but yeah, we I've been cooking uh, for NHS every weekend during the lockdown. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. For the NHS staff yes. and the volunteers, and then we had a baby in June. <laughs> <laughs> Just pack pack it all in there, you know. <laughs> it's quite crazy. It's been quite a crazy year. Like what a year to have a baby. I know oh. it was it was quite surreal to have a baby, uh, like bringing baby in, into this world during lockdown. Yeah, uh, but uh, we managed it, and then yeah. Everything is. And everything's how, good. how is he? He's good. He's uh, almost five months now. Uh, yeah. yeah, his name is Theo. Uh, Theodore. Theo. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely name. Uh, I've you. seen pictures uh, of him on Instagram. He's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is quite happy, baby. Very happy, baby. Always smiling. Just like his daddy. <laughs> and you're getting some cut. You're getting some sleep. <laughs> um, it's not too bad. We are managing probably four to five hour sleeps. Which is yeah. which is all right. We do it as a um, in a rota system, so it's easy. Yeah. That's so, very very new man of you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a work, isn't it? You have to be yeah. quite uh, on it all the time. So yeah. So we. So as you man- yeah, as you mentioned, Rajiv's kitchen. Um, at the moment, you haven't got a permanent base. You go into places and you do either residencies or you've done supper clubs in the past but it's all about kind of cooking food inspired by Nepal where you were born and your Nepalese heritage um for people that don't know Nepal's quite a unique unique place isn't it because it's kind of flanked by two huge neighbors culinary and otherwise China and India but the food's not simply a mashup of those two countries. It's just got so much else going in. Can we talk a bit about the, the different influences? Yeah, uh, like you're right, because Nepal is, uh, geographically speaking, geograph- geographically speaking, uh, yeah. Nepal is between India and China. It's quite a tiny nation. Uh, so many uh, people, they don't know about Nepal apart from Mount Everest and uh, Buddha yeah. being born in Nepal, apart from those, people are not really aware of the other cultural aspect, uh, be it culinary or the other things about Nepal. Um, uh, because it's such a tiny nation, uh, still we have uh, 126 ethnic groups and 123 oh. different languages, so it's quite diverse. How many different languages? 123. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nepal and uh, Nepalese is the official language, uh, yeah. but yeah, there are lots of languages. Every uh, every villages you walk to, every reason you walk to, it's a different language, different cuisine. Uh, so it's quite interesting. It's quite it's quite yeah. diverse um, in that aspect. Um, so, for example, I'm from Kathmandu. So Kathmandu is the capital, uh, obviously, and then um, the food in Kathmandu is more to do with the Newari people who were the okay. early settlers in Kathmandu. So all the food is inspired by their culture, their heritage. Uh, 
once you move out of the valley, out of the Katwondo Valley, you go to this, you pass through these different little villages and every, the way they use the ingredients, the way they use the spices, the way they cook things is quite, uh, it's mesmerizing to watch and to taste it, it just it just blows your mind because it's such a sim- wow. simple ingredients because people are not that um, uh, financially comfortable outside of Kathmandu Valley in the okay. little villages, but to, for them to use, to resource these uh, ingredients from foraging or they grow their own, um, most of the village, 99% of the time, they grow their own vegetables. Everything is grow their own, like from the garden, yeah. from their crops and everything. So it's it's quite fresh and um, it's totally different from what we have in uh, like in Indian cuisine and Chinese cuisine. Yeah. Uh, the China, the, the Chinese aspect of the, the influence of the cuisine is more towards the Chinese border. Okay. Use the same, like similar spices. Right. And the uh, the Indian aspect of the uh, cuisine, the the influence is towards the northern border, so where the where the India is. <clears throat> uh, uh, but within the middle, it's totally different. Uh, the food is nothing like India or Indian or Chinese cuisine. Chinese, no. Yeah, it, it's not. It's totally. It's it's very unique. Uh, uh, the way I describe Nepalese uh, cuisine is, uh, it's a food for us in the roof of the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and because it's such a mountainous country, it's lots of hills. Yeah. So it's quite difficult for people to uh, travel, to commute from one place to another place. So what you have yeah. in one region is you can't get the same similar food, similar cuisine in a different region. It's not oh, been, uh, yeah, so it's quite interesting, uh, the cuisine-wise, the, the diversity of it, the, the way they use the ingredients, the way they like, cook with the fire, um, yeah, it's it's that that's what really um, that's what I really want to do to cook with fire. <laughs> is that what unites the? Because you said it's quite different village to village, but is that what unites it? The idea of cooking yeah, over yeah, fire? Yeah, because of, they're cooking they're cooking a fire like, uh, like yeah. an open fire, and that that's what I want to do in when I open my own business on, on restaurant yeah. permanent location. One day. Yeah. I think I'll start doing that as well because start doing the fire as well. Yeah, because it it completely the flavor. It completely changed the flavors of the food, and it's yeah, it's quite it's good. It's good flavors. (laughs) When when you first when you first arrived in the UK, were were there any places that were doing what you recognised as Nepalese food, or was it a kind of mishmash of? styles? I mean, what was the scene then? It was a cultural shock when I first came to the UK. Not in a bad sense, in a good sense, uh, uh, because uh, back then I was living with a family in Plumstead, which is the southeast part of London. Yeah. And where there is like a big Nepalese community. However, there were not like Nepalese restaurants, as in like authentic Nepalese places to go. Uh. Uh, if you have to have Nepalese food, you have to either travel to Aldershot or uh, Farnborough, where there's like, there's a big Nepalese uh, community. Really? Yeah, wow. but, so... Because that's where the Gurkhas are based, I think. That's why, ah. yeah. Um, but it's not Nepalese as you... It's not auth- like the authentic Nepalese that you will expect in Nepal. It will be mismatch of both Indian and Nepalese um, yeah. cuisine. Yeah. Uh, even the restaurants in London, uh, if you go to a Nepalese restaurant, it will be more, 90% will be Indian uh, oh, Indian okay. dishes and then like 10% will be Nepalese dishes, just the momos and the... I see, yeah. so it's kind of like, yeah. Well, um, so when, when you set up 
first set of Prajeev's kitchen, what were you what were you trying to achieve? Was it more to get the the you know recreate what you'd experienced at home in Nepal? Uh, so the, the, how I started uh, the Rajiv's kitchen is I started it uh, due to the uh, health reasons. Uh, yeah. because I was not well and I was off work for a long time. Okay. So when I was at, at home uh, doing nothing, uh, the sub club was just getting started in London. Uh, yeah. So I thought, okay, uh, so I know how to cook. I know the flavours. There is not many uh, Nepalese uh, places, Nepalese sub club in London. Mm. So I might try to uh, fill that gap in the market to see how it goes. And in a way, I did it uh, to for the financial reason as well, uh, because the sick pay in London in the UK is not that great. You can't survive right. on sick pay, so, so you needed some money. Yeah, yeah coming in. like a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's how I started. I started with uh, the first sub club I did. There were like three three guests. Wow. And then, uh, then it just the word got out, and then yeah, I, I, I've been lucky in that uh, respect. So, uh, so the idea was to achieve to, a to uh, or to um, um, I, I don't want to say educate. <laughs> uh, to educate, I think that's quite common. No, but it's to enlighten, I guess. <laughs> to, 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 know, yeah. to bring the awareness, I think, the yeah. awareness about yeah, yeah, the yeah. awareness about Nepalese food and the, what actual Nepalese food tastes like, what authentic Nepalese food, the food yeah. that we eat at home, just like uh, to the uh, people of London and yeah. Uh, yeah, and in the UK. That was what. I was trying to achieve, and uh, when we first started in supper clubs, uh, guests used to think uh, their feedback would be, "Oh, we thought it would be Indian." Yeah, that's really different. Yeah. So that I kind of felt that was uh, what I was trying to achieve to yeah. to bring the awareness about yeah, Nepalese cuisine. Yeah, your minds. <laughs> and what what uh, you said so at the beginning? Did you do get quite a lot of positive feedback from people? Very positive. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm if I say so. Like surprised, but this is great kind of thing, which is exactly what you wanted. The feedback was uh, yeah had been always been positive. Uh, the but when we first started, obviously I was not uh, that. I had zero confidence how the yeah. how it will go. So once I started getting lots of uh, written customers and uh, yeah. written uh, like written guests and um, positive feedback, that really helped me to boost my confidence yeah. as well. Yeah. And then yeah, I kept going. <laughs> and no, it's great that you're still here now, talking about the future and you know getting a permanent space and cooking over a fire because. You know, you you should be because your I've I've ate your food and it's incredible. Um, I want I want to talk about some of the specific dishes just to give people a sense of what you know. Um, and the re- one of the reasons we're talking today is in our October issue, Olive Magazine, which is out now. You've written us a lovely recipe for chicken choy- choyala. Choyla. How you pronounce it? Choyla. Choyla. Yeah. Choyla. Sorry. Choyla. <laughs> yeah, that, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> But um, but and we'll talk about that in, in detail in a minute. But um, the let's talk about some of the other dishes. Got to mention the momos, of course. The, yeah. the, um, can you describe them to people? They're, they're, I think they're one of your most famous things, aren't they? The momos are definitely the yeah, the one of the most famous things on the menu, uh, apart from god curry. 
Yeah, the and, and Twyla. Yeah. <laughs> they are the three bestsellers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the momos are Nepalese dumplings. Yeah. So this is where uh, it's interesting to see the cross between Indian and Chinese cuisine yeah. and mixing them together because obviously uh, momos, people know about dim sums and yes. uh, gyoza, but they are not aware of momos, uh, which is Nepalese bite-sized dumplings. Uh, it's made with... Uh, uh, just plain flour and uh, dough made out of plain flour and water. There's nothing else. Yeah. Uh, then the filling, you can choose any filling of your choice. Uh, so we do vegan, we do lamb, we do uh, chicken, we do pork. Uh, so the filling itself has lots of spring onions, onions, a uh, bit of water for to make it juicy so it doesn't get dried out while you're steaming yeah. it. And then... Uh, and then and lots of spring onions and lots of um, garlic and ginger, because so, that's, so no spices in there. Or? No, we don't tend because the spices will go in the uh, sauce because sauce is quite uh, oh. flavorsome itself with yeah. lots of uh, spices in there, quite spicy as well. So we tend to make momos not too spicy. Uh, the idea is uh, the kids because in Nepal, everyone eats momos. It's 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 uh, it's an unofficial national dish of Nepal. So the kids, <laughs> if spice, then kids won't have it. Yeah. So to make it, like yeah, them, yeah. So to make it more um, uh, like palatable to them. To them, yeah. And also, if you put too much spices in momos, it doesn't taste that nice because the flavor yeah. itself is in the um, the simple ingredients that we use, the basic ingredients, yeah. and to make that shine, rather than adding lots of spices, it will just confuses your palate. Yeah, and then you've got your dipping sauce as well, haven't you? So if you are a fan of a bit more spicy, like me, what and what's what's in that lovely sauce? The, the sauce we do is uh, with sesame, toasted sesame, oh, uh, nice. tomatoes. Uh, the tomatoes. The way I do is I add three kinds of tomatoes, so you you get the sweetness from uh, the uh, beef tomatoes, the salad tomatoes, nice. and the like the uh, sourness from um, the cherry tomatoes and a bit of acidic from the tin tomatoes. So I try to use three, like in the yeah. equal measurement, so you get the flavours from all the other different tomatoes. And uh, again, uh, fresh, ginger, fresh garlic and ginger. Nice. And uh, timur is the the key ingredient in um, making momo sauce. The timur is similar to the Chinese sesame pepper. Yeah, the similar taste, oh. like the peppery. Okay, so like that kind of slightly mouth numbing. Yeah, makes your mouth a little bit numb. How how do you put what what did you call it? Timur. Timur. Yeah, T I M M U R. Timur. Oh, Timur! I've never come across that before. <laughs> so this uh, that's the key Nepalese ingredients that we use in most sauces. Um, any sauces we make at home, any pickle we make, we have to add Timur because yeah. that is Nepalese flavor. Because the Timur you is can it? only find in Nepal. Yeah. So it, it's like only native to Nepal. So it's it's good to have that uh, flavor that reminds you of home. Um, can you buy? Can you get it here? Can you get it online? I mean, you can. I think there are lots of um, Nepalese shops. Uh, yeah, shops on, on Amazon. I think you can order from Amazon, or you can go to any Nepalese yeah. uh, uh, shops in in London. They're mostly they yeah. are based in Southeast London or the, um, the again Aldershot and those like places. Where the, yeah, Alder, I, I love the fact that Aldershot has been outed as a place to go and get the. I, I never heard that before. I just love it that there's just these little pockets of where people are living and you know you can go and get your your spice and your your 
supper there. I used to travel um, to Reading before uh, <laughs> <laughs> before uh, Plumstead became the Nepalese hub. Yeah. I used to go to Reading because Reading has always known to be the because it's quite close to Aldershot. Yeah. So I think that's go why. get your fix in Reading. <laughs> yeah, right, to get the to to get the spices and the, uh, from Reading. <laughs> Fantastic. Stick around for more from Rajiv, including how to make Nepalese comfort food. And what about the the other thing you mentioned, the goat curry? How do, how do you put that together? Is that um, is got goat quite a common meat? In- uh, it is it is common meat during festivals and right. uh special occasions like wedding uh okay. birthdays uh the only reason that is because nepal is not uh, not not is the nepalese are not known for meat for as a meat oh, eaters okay. it's more right. i grew up as uh like vegan vegetarian because really? in nepal we don't use butter so it's vegan when you say vegetarian it's vegan oh, so we grew up eating meat only once a week on saturdays so it's like a special, it's really a special you know, day. As, probably as it should be, really. Keeping <laughs> it for, yeah. So yeah, on Saturday, if you don't go to the butchers uh, before ten o'clock in the morning, everything will be sold out. So yeah. because everyone will queue from the morning to get their meat. To get their uh, meat and have their... <laughs> so goat is uh, because after chicken, because pork is not that popular in Nepal. No. Uh, so it's either chicken or goat, yeah. uh, or fish, like uh, the freshwater yeah. fish. Uh, which I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> You're a goat man. Goat <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, so it's 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 quite uh, it's quite popular and it's quite uh, because it's a treat in Nepal to have a goat meat. It's very yeah. it, because it's quite in expense in expensive spectrum of uh, the cost cost wise. Yeah. So yeah, it is. It's, and is it's it? Both. Is the goat curry that you make, is it quite a slow-cooked dish? Do you cook it for over a period of time? or? Uh, if I have time, I cook it for in a very slow heat for eight to nine hours. Really? Yeah, wow. so it's like up to nine hours. Uh, yeah. But if I don't have time, then... Uh, the minimum is five hours. That I, I that, that's my style. People cook it for like two, three hours, but my style is to slow cook it for like so it's falling off the bones. Yeah, lovely. And yeah. all the flavors are um, like the intertwined yeah. <laughs> together. And yeah, so when you test it, you can have that all the flavors in the meat, in the juice. Like in one bite, you can test the whole of the pot. <laughs> and what kind of what kind of spices do you do you put into the um, the curry, the, 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 the hundreds. <laughs> is it? Is it one of those? Like you've got? Has everyone got their own special kind of family? Yeah. Blend of spices because that it's they bring more to it. the dry spices like cinnamon. Uh, yeah, like lovely, a like cloves. warming spice. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, good because well. good can have that uh, kind of uh, not funny smell, but like some something to it that people are not uh, quite comfortable yeah. <laughs> so you have to get rid of that smell so to yeah. get to to get rid of the smell i i tend to use lots of the uh, dry spices yeah yeah and then obviously lots of ginger and garlic good need lots of ginger and garlic yeah. to make it I tender think I, I need that now that sounds i want to get that recipe from you actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice let's we, make yeah, that around the corner it's perfect yeah. <laughs> let's make that happen um so let's now talk about the, the the recipe you gave us for the the issue, which was we we did a feature, it was all about how chicken, as you said, is a as an ingredient that seems to like cross borders and different religions and different 
cuisines all over the world, you know, as a, like a comfort thing. And I, I said to you, have you got a dish that kind of epitomizes, you know, something that's really comforting? And you were telling me all these stories about chicken triella, like growing up and how you used to have it when you were a kid. Can you just tell us a bit about the history and, you know, where the dish came from? Uh, the triella uh, is one of my favorites. It's yeah. quite, only because it's so easy to make. It's 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 just fresh, yeah. um, it it's 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 one of my favorite because it has so many layers of flavors. Uh, the the toila was originated in Kaplanja Valley uh, again uh, from the Newari from Newari people, mm-hmm. who are the early early settlers of Kaplanja Valley. Uh, so once uh, the other people from all of the Nepal uh, moved to immigrated to uh, Kathmandu Valley, they tried to make their own. Okay. Um, so there are different ways of cooking choila. Uh, so if if you say choila, it will be it will be classified as a Newari dish in Nepal. Okay. It's a Newari dish. Uh, so, but if you if you travel to throughout the Nepal, the choila has been uh, kind of uh, transformed into their own style depending where you travel, uh, the way they make uh, the, the spices they use. Uh, is, 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 is Because in Kathmandu Valley, we use mustard oil to temper. Oh, nice. uh, but if you go outside of Kathmandu Valley, they use sunflower, the olive oil, not sunflower, the, the other one, vegetable oil <laughs> yeah, yeah. to temper. So, yeah. Uh, so it, it all depends where you, are, where you are in Nepal, which region, which part of Nepal you're in, and you will have yeah. the choila, but it will, it, will, it will be completely different from what you have in Kathmandu Valley. But the best choila, obviously, will be in Kathmandu Valley because of the Newari people being there. Yeah. As, so, yeah, I used to have choila growing up all the time, of, <laughs> apart from momos and yeah, choila. And it's usually made in the household when, obviously, there's a gathering. Um, festivals, again, uh, we're not allowed to have too much, too much choila because it's quite spicy. It can be spicy. Yeah. When you make it in Nepal, when my mom makes it, it's really spicy because she, lo- she loves his chilies. Yeah. <laughs> and my so, mom used to say, so you'd come home and she would have this pot on and you would be sort of slightly going in and getting grabbing a bit of it before you sat down to eat it <laughs> it's like every friday we stand this family family gathering all the cousins yeah. and all the auntie and uncles will get together every friday so yeah. we knew after school on friday there'll be food at home and we knew it'll be hidden away from us because sister and i will just dip into whatever we can get <laughs> <laughs> Some mom used to hide them. Yeah, like <laughs> so, all kids across the world just yeah. coming home from school and going, what is there to eat? I need something. <laughs> uh, so mom used to hide it, uh, especially Choyla, because uh, you can, it's so Maurice as well. You can just eat. Yeah. yeah. You can just keep eating it. And obviously, mom worry was if we eat too much Choyla, then we wouldn't have dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> spoil it, yeah. Can you describe how to make it then for us, just so we can uh, get really hungry? <laughs> so choila, uh, so you can again with choila, you can use any choice of your meat, but chicken okay. is very common. Yeah, in Nepal, it's made with uh, lamb. Oh, okay. Lamb is a uh, lamb or goat again. Yeah, uh, but it's quite expensive because of the choice of the meat again. Yeah, of course, so, yeah. so chicken is quite accessible for all the people. Yeah. Uh, so, you can either grill the chicken breast. So it has to be yeah. a boneless chicken. Uh, with okay. the bones. So you can either grill the chicken uh, beforehand or you can, the way I do is I partly grill and partly boil it. Okay. Uh, so the reason I do that is so I can use that as a stock 
too many other oh, things that you can just talk. Right, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you shred the chicken, uh, the boiled chicken. You shred it, and then uh, you add uh, your all the spices, which are your uh, uh, ginger, garlic, yeah, uh, coriander powder, cumin powder. And a bit of tiny bit of garam masala, just for the flavors. Yeah. And you just mix them together. Do nothing. Just mix them together. And the ginger and garlic should be uh, just chopped really finely, so you can yeah. still taste the bite when you have a bite. Okay. Yeah. And then nice. uh, a bit of green chilies as well, if you are a fan of uh, spices, and salt. And then again, timur, the sidra, the yeah. sidra pepper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you mix them all together. Uh, and keep it aside, and then the in Nepalese cuisine we temper everything. So that's the base of our cooking. Oh, so this so is the tempering. Yeah. Tempering. So if you make sauces, anything, any anything you make, apart from curries, obviously, uh, yeah. you temper everything. With dal, we temper it. There, so everything is tempered. So to temper in Nepal, we use a mustard oil. Is quite yeah. it's, it's the popular choice, uh, the oil wise. Uh, so you you heat the oil in a pan. Uh, then uh, fenugreek seeds. That's the core of Nepalese cooking. Fenugreek seeds. Fenugreek. Yeah, fenugreek. Nice. It has lots of health benefits as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, fenugreek seeds. You temper the fenugreek seed in the hot oil, and once it's turned dark, when it brings out all the flavors, the flavors are infused mm. in the oil. Then you add uh, the green chilies, the chopped green chilies, and then um, add a bit of turmeric. For the yeah. color, and then you just pour it over the uh, the already oh. shredded chicken and all the mix you have made it before the mix. And that's just going to suck it all up. Yeah, chicken's just going to yeah. take in all of those flavor. Because when when you're tempering, you're just bringing all the spices to life, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. You're just giving them a chance to kind of bloom in the oil, and then it put all their flavors. And then you mix it with some fresh ingredients at the end. Yeah, we do. Right? Yeah, we add and then. Uh, Lime juice or lemon juice yeah. of, of your choice, whichever you fancy. But I, I prefer to, to use lime juice because lime, it has more yeah. like more acidic to well, in your face. To it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then um, spring onions. Uh, more spring onions, the better, because yeah. there is, uh, it just brings the the aroma. In yeah. the kitchen with the oil, with the uh, fenugreek, with the ginger and garlic, because everything is fresh. Brings it together, yeah. So it just brings Lovely. all this aroma in the kitchen, in the house. Like it's it's it like it's it's quite nice flavor. Now I'm salivating. I'm, I know what yeah. I'm having for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a choila. And uh, how do you how do you eat it? Because I think you said on the thing that you can have it. You can have it in, a, in like in a wrap or something, or you can just have it on out of a bowl. Or <laughs> well, if you're in Nepal, you if you're in Nepal, or, or if you go to the authentic Nepalese places in London, yeah. if you ask for choila, it'll be served in a bowl, just on its own. Just in a bowl on its yeah. own, yeah. Make it's more like uh, the drink snack. Like you oh, have to drink. Yeah, you said that as well. Yeah. Like you, you when you when you used to go out drinking, that would be your <laughs> go-to <laughs> dish. Or, um, yeah. After you'd had a few pints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three, in the, sorry. No. Did you mean when you went out drinking? In is, uh, do do they have kind of little places that you can go for a drink? I mean, is it like a? And I know obviously they haven't got pubs. Um, we've lots the, of bars and lots of like uh, little bars yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to go drinking uh, God, my will hate me like, she will kill me yeah. <laughs> 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 once, once you find salt 
it's always still like every Friday or Saturday night with cousins and friends we used to go out drinking yeah. uh, like three or four like with the clubbing and like and what, the things you do as a normal teenager yeah teenager <laughs> you're, a teenager. you're, you're a rebel <laughs> yeah you're a <laughs> uh, so yeah we used to go out clubbing and uh, when the club starts down around three or four in the morning or we get, when oh, you wow. get kicked out <laughs> for <Yeah>. being too <laughs> too rowdy uh, so you go to this because in the apartment too you have all this little street food uh, vendors on yeah. the street in the night time as well uh, especially in a place called Tamil which is a tourist hub right, very okay. expensive so I wouldn't anyone to go to Tamil like if you want to try like, try the food and the culture and everything it's good but it's yeah. quite expensive because it's a touristy place obviously it's like right, going okay. to uh, Leicester Square or Covent Garden yeah. it's expensive yeah so yeah, we used to go there um, like four in the morning and just have toilet and momos. Uh, so just soak it all up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love this, and this just proves, you know, all over the world that people are just doing the same thing, regardless of where you are. There'll always be those nights out where you know it's three in the morning and you need something to get in between you and all of the beer that you've drunk. Of course, like in the in England, <laughs> in the in UK, it's kebab. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. the doner kebab in Nepal. Yeah, it will be mobos yeah. or choila. That would yeah. be. I think you, yeah, I think uh, I think you win basically because I would rather have mobos. I think some of the kebabs um, are nice though if you know what's going on, <laughs> the right places. Yeah, yeah, you know they've they've got their place for sure. Um, so just thinking about, you know, you said about your hope and what, I mean, obviously at the minute, everything is so up in the air, but what, what are your hopes for the future and, and this permanent thing? Because I think last time we spoke, you said that you had kind of a plan to possibly move somewhere and try and get a permanent space. Is that still on the call? That or? was Exmouth. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so obviously, because with everything going on at the moment, yeah. uh, we had all the uh, residencies, all the plans we had has been cancelled yeah. or has been postponed. Our next residency, however, is in uh, Exile Tap Room in Walthamstow in November. Is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, but it's, it's not far from me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I didn't make it to Haringey last time, which is actually closer to me. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I, I promise you I'll make it to Walthamstow. And, and all, it's a brewery, so yeah, it's a win-win. I'm there. <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it has kind of street food uh, kind of setup. Nice. So rather, brewery? which which brewery uh, is it? Exel, E X A L E, Exel. It's right, called okay. Exel Brewery. Uh, so it's, it has a street food kind of setup with the. Mm. Uh, so we couldn't get the food truck on time uh, because of the cost yeah. <laughs> attached to it. Uh, we already have the market and everything uh, ready for the uh, street food setup anyway. So we thought, like, we'll just use the market for now. Yeah. Um, so we have that in uh, the month of November. Uh, so it begin- does it start beginning in November? Uh, or is 5th it- of November, the first Thursday 5th- of November. Bonfire night. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, it is bonfire I- night. I want- yeah, 5th of November is, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen this year because obviously big gatherings won't be allowed um i'm sure people will still be setting off fireworks because you know they will but um but yeah 5th of november is bonfire night i so. thought for some reason i thought it was 3rd of november maybe it's the third no no it's 5th um, the you, yeah, come yeah. On, you, you should get it right yeah. no i know i know i know it's the fifth i know it is 
um, um, but yeah oh well that's cool so you so people can come and see you then how long will you be there for so we'll be there for the whole month of november uh, i think the last one is last date is if i'm correct uh, it's 29th of november is the last yeah. date we are there from thursday to sunday yeah uh from uh 4 p.m on uh thursday and friday i think 4 p.m till 9 p.m because of the new rule we have to stop at 10 the coffee and everything yeah. which is ridiculous doesn't make any sense i know there's a whole <laughs> yeah. we need, there's a whole other conversation we can have about oh, oh, no. <laughs> the crazy times and you know you're doing so well to keep going and oh, keep feeding you. us as well so thank you for that <laughs> will will there, will there be momos available yeah there, there's momos uh there is whips <laughs> Uh, there's a good curry, yeah, uh, <laughs> and there's spoiler. So all this fit food of Nepal, like fantastic. So we'll be serving it in a leaf plate as well, which is called tapari. Yeah, it's called tapari. It's a leaf plate, so we're trying to be oh, eco-friendly. So a bit more like eco-friendly, yeah. And also that's how you're served in Nepal. It's street food. If you yeah. have a street food, you're serving a leaf plate. Uh, so yeah, that's the idea as well. Fantastic. And there, there are a few residencies that that's on the pipeline. So you're just seeing how it goes, yeah, setting exactly. up as and when, because that's the thing you can't really plan too far ahead. Um, so people, just so people can keep an eye on you, um, you've got a great Instagram, which is at Rajiv's Kitchen. Um, and you've also got a website, which is rajeevskitchenlondon.com. So people can stay in touch with you there, find out what you're doing, find out where you're going to be next. Um I, so, I think yeah. Instagram will be the best way because I haven't. In, I think these days Instagram is where people are mainly living um, <laughs> because it's so instant as well. You know, you get to find out where people are straight away, and also you can go on there and see that things are already set up. So it's, it's quite visual as well. It's very visual. Yeah. So that's yeah. uh, the website. Or the only reason I'm saying uh, website is because I haven't updated the website in I don't know over oh, a year right. now. So oh. I, I you and every you and everybody else. I went on there yesterday and I was like, yeah, it's a bit. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you obviously you don't know what's happening and stuff so yeah probably instagram instagram will be the best way for now uh i'll update the website as soon as possible i'm looking for the good (laughs) website to help me with that i'll be checking i'll be checking back to see whether you've updated um thank you so much for coming to chat to us today thank you for having me again it was yeah it was lovely to see your face it's lovely to see you (laughs) it's lovely to see you as well i know it's Um, kind of one everything is over we should yeah yeah. Well, I'm good. I'm I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna commit to coming to Walthamstow. It's not that far from me, so Please do. <laughs> I will see you in November. But thanks again. Look forward to it. Please do come, and yeah, look forward to it as well. And thank you for having me today. Oh, uh, and you have a lovely rest of the autumn. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <Yeah>. Winter. <laughs> thanks very much. Thank you, Jadid. So that was the Old Magazine podcast. If you want to explore more of our back catalogue of over 200 episodes, you'll find us on all the main platforms and at our website, olivemagazine.com, where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice. Why not try a subscription to Olive Magazine and get the very best recipes delivered to help inspire your cooking? To take advantage of our current offer of three issues for only £5, go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash allpod720. That's O-L-P-O-D 720. Terms and conditions apply. Stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to.